Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one website for expert investment analysis. Buy, Hold, Sell is a weekly show where two fund managers share their views on a selection of listed companies in their area of expertise. Buyers and sellers are what make the market, and you'll find that our guests don't always agree on the stocks being covered. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be the first to receive new episodes each week. If there are stocks you'd like our guests to discuss, let us know by leaving a comment in the review segment. Remember, the views expressed in this show are not recommendations to invest. You should seek appropriate investment advice before making any investment decisions. And of course, please read the disclaimer in the show's notes. Let's get into the show. Hey, how you doing? And welcome to LiveWise Buy, Hold, Sell. I'm Ali Selby, and today we're talking about small caps. These fan favourites have been a bit out of love lately, with the small odds index down around 11% year to date. So is there more pain on the horizon, or is the weakness over for small caps? Well, to find out, we're joined by Ben Rundle from Habra Investment Partners and Martin Hickson from 1851 Capital. Martin, I might start on you. Is the worst over for small caps? Well, we certainly hope so. It's been a very tough couple of months for small cap investors. We've seen significant contraction in the PE multiple of the market. It's gone from a PE of 25 times six months ago to 20 times today. So that's obviously you know, impacted share prices across the small cap index. So uh, we think volatility is here to remain for the rest of the calendar year, but we hope that the worst is behind us. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, look, it would surprise me if the pace of the sell-off we've seen so far continues. I think that if you look at where interest rate markets are, and as Martin pointed out, where the equity valuations are, I think that's probably about right. Uh, you know, if, if interest rates all of a sudden move a lot quicker, which you know, may or may not be a possibility, then you know, we're going to continue to see volatility. So you know, I certainly don't think it's going to be as good as last year for small caps, but hopefully the, the pace of the sell-off is done for now. Do you think we're seeing a repeat of 2018 here? I think there's um, similarities with 2018, particularly with regards to interest rates. Obviously, this time around, we've got a much higher level of inflation plus a war thrown in too. So um, I think in 2018, small caps sold off about 20% or thereabouts. I uh, don't think we've quite seen that sell off, but it's probably pretty close. But if you look back to 2018, the market was a lot higher 12 months later. I don't know where it falls to or, or how this resolves, but you know, with regards to a war, um, you know, by the time that the peace deal is signed, the market's usually a lot higher. Interest rates, I think, have adjusted for now. Inflation's probably the real worry for me, and you know, I think there's certain ways to protect yourself against inflation in the market. So is there any lessons from 2018 about the stocks that you should be picking up right now, or you don't think so? I think the lesson for 2018 is buy the dip. Okay. Over to you, Martin. Do you think there's any similarities to 2018 now, and are there any lessons that you can take from that period about what stocks you should be buying right now? I think the big similarity is that gold has continued to outperform, and that makes sense. We're going to a rising rate environment. The big difference, though, between now and 2018 is obviously inflation, like Ben points out. Back then, the Fed obviously pivoted, didn't end up hiking rates. This time, we've got inflation running at 8% in the US, so there are going to be rate hikes. The market's currently pricing in seven rate hikes in the US. We think that's on the high side, um, but they're certainly going up from here. So that is causing volatility and, um, and depressing valuations at the moment. 
with rates rising, tech has been really badly hit. Have you been picking over the debris for some bargains? Yeah, so we've been quite negative on the tech sector for, for 12 months or so now. We remain negative. You know, there has been significant falls in share prices. Uh, the tech sector, you know, the index is back to where it was pre-COVID. However, a lot of them don't have valuation support. They're still trading on revenue multiples. They don't have profits. They're reliant on capital markets being open to support their growth. So it's still a sector of the market that we're avoiding at the moment. Are you avoiding tech as well? Yeah, largely we are. There's certain pockets of tech which uh, you know, have very uh, strong earnings profiles. But as Martin points out, like, there's, a, there's a significant portion of the sector that relies on capital markets. So they're going to have to raise money at some point and that'll significantly dilute the equity basis of those businesses. So I agree with Martin. It's not a sector that we're rushing into anytime soon. Is there a beaten down stock that you've been buying more of recently? Well, we're buying Unity Wireless because it, um, you know, it sold off. I thought the result was pretty good. Uh, it sold off 20% um, you know, indiscriminately. And if you look at the business, you know, 90% of it's recurring um, earnings in nature. And um, you know, they had a significant contracted pipeline which gave you certainty going out forward. So to us, that looked okay. We bought more. We talked about our monthly last week. Uh, you know, and luckily, it's got a, a takeover bid. I don't know whether that eventuates or not. But those sort of businesses that do have a quality earnings base are the ones you want to be in. Martin, is there a beaten down stock that you've been buying at the moment? Yeah, one that we've been adding to in recent weeks is Ausforex. They operate in the foreign exchange space. Trades on a P multiple of 20 times, so in line with the overall market. Uh, strong management team. They've made a recent acquisition in North America, so that will provide another avenue for growth for that business. Uh, it's cheap, uh, and uh, they had an earnings upgrade today as well, and the share price hasn't re-rated on the back of that. So we still think it's cheap, undiscovered by the market, not a lot of broker coverage, so it's one we continue to like. We're kind of entering this new market regime, you know, inflation, rising rates, crazy commodities and also war, as we mentioned earlier. What kind of stocks or what kind of small caps do you think can thrive in this environment? So I think commodities will continue to do well. Unfortunately, it's not an area of the market that we uh, focus on. But looking at the industrial space, it's really those with pricing power. So companies that can put up their prices, that can offset a lot of this, you know, input cost inflation that we're seeing. Companies like PC Insurance. You know, Ausbrokers, IPH, to name a few. Is there a pricing power stock that you think you know, you're backing over the year ahead? Yeah, so you know, PSC Insurance is, is one. They're um, benefiting from the stronger premium rate cycle that we're currently in. They raised capital uh, a couple of weeks ago, so they've got capital available to deploy into accretive acquisitions. So that's one that we think we should do well. Martin thinks pricing power is really important in this yep. environment. Is there any other features or characteristics of stocks that you think is really important for small caps over the coming few months? Yeah, well, as, as you know, we've sort of spoken about, inflation, I think, is the big worry for stocks. And there's essentially three ways, in my mind, to, to protect yourself from inflation. Martin points out two of them being in commodities or, you know, with a high, high gross margin, having pricing power. The other way is to own, you know, a fixed cost asset where all your capex has been spent and obviously the replacement cost of that asset goes up. The problem with small caps is you're not going to get earnings growth out of that sort of business. So it's not really an area which, which we play around in. Um, I, I think the best way to do it is in stocks with pricing power. Um, you know, an example in that space, not one that we own or even small caps, but you know, maybe one example that people might be aware, uh, familiar with is zero. You know, you could double the prices of, of what people pay for zero and I think that they wouldn't lose many customers out of it. You know, that's a great business with pricing power that will do well in an inflationary environment. We talked about a lot of the stocks that we're liking in this new market environment. Is there something that you're steering clear of? Is there a stock that comes to mind that you think, you know, stay the hell away from that stock? Maybe one example of a stock that we're avoiding for the time being is um, AMA Group, which is a smash repair business. Now they've got fixed price con contracts with the insurers on a, on a fixed margin. 
the problem for that business is the cost of their goods is going to significantly skyrocket in this kind of environment, so their margin is only going to get smaller and smaller. So that's probably an area we're staying away from at the moment. Martin, over to you. Is there a stock that you think could be in for some troubled times ahead? Yeah, one that we held that was disappointing over February is Premium. We've since sold out of that position. Uh, they've increased the cost base within that business. At the same time, NetWealth, which had launched a takeover proposal, walked away from that approach. Uh, given the recent market volatility, that's also going to put pressure on their flows. So that's one we're avoiding at the moment. So it seems the worst isn't over for small cap investors, but there was plenty of stocks in there today that you could pick up at a bargain. We hope you enjoyed that episode of Buy, Hold, Sell today. If you did, why not give it a like? And remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're adding new content every week. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis. Register for free at livewiremarkets.com to discover more exclusive investing articles, videos and podcasts.